Hello, Paul. Hello, Sarah. Good morning, Ben. Hey. How are you Happy doing? Happy pandemic. Happy pandemic. Happy COVID crisis. Is um, Happy Pandemic, is that, the, is that the approved greeting? No, there isn't one yet. You know what's tricky is like, how you doing? And then it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Right. You know. That's the approved. Doing as, all right. As well as can be expected in these times. Yeah. And, all right. You guys want some good news? You ready? I'm hyped. I'm ready for good news. This will be our best traffic week ever on the blog. Wow. Not because not because of anything I wrote, but because a little news here. Stack Overflowed introduced dark, dark mode. mode. Dark mode. That is exciting, actually. You know what? I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna go to it right now and go, oh. Yeah, go to your user preferences and feel the soothing, the darkness <laughs> wash wow. <around> you. <laughs> wow, you guys didn't compromise on marketing this bad boy, did you? It's just like I hit one of the world's most popular website and a giant piece of pixel art says, hey, guess what? All right. You know what? That is a hell of a CSS file. Good for you. So yesterday we had some big news. We released dark mode for Stack Overflow and we wanted to bring on Aaron Sheiky, our design systems lead, to talk a little bit about how we built this. Hey, Aaron. Hey, hey, hey. All right, wait, what what does a design systems lead do? Yeah, so we have a design system, which is basically... Instead of every designer at the company designing their own feature in a vacuum, basically I design the larger user interface elements that everybody remixes and uses so that they're not creating something new from scratch every time. So that's the design system, and I mostly create all of those elements, manage that, document that, share that. I'm sending emails all the time that says, hey, we've got this thing, you should use it. Can I share what a design system is from the viewpoint of a backend developer? Absolutely, yeah. So a design system at a company means instead of doing float right, float left, align right, align left, text align center, you just put in two letters or just a few CSS classes and everything works. It's amazing. Yeah, so to nerd out for one second, we actually use a thing called Atomic CSS, which we build every class that you would ever use, and then we uh, assemble those in the markup for infinite permutations, but they still have the DNA of Stack Overflow, which is super important. All right, so developers can cut and paste and have good design outcomes as opposed to terrible design <laughs> They have better, better <laughs> That's the hardest outcomes. part of copying and pasting is like aligning, figuring out why the div is in the other div. Right. You don't have to do that anymore. No. We still need designers to come in and kind of like manage and oversee what's going on. It's not truly yes. cut and paste. Yes, that's true. Okay. Right, exactly. But if you're using something like a popover, you know, you click a button and, and this little white box with some options shows up like that is cut and paste. Now, what you do inside that <laughs> could be wildly mm. terrible. <laughs> we give you enough leeway. And, and that was what was so important about doing it at Stack Overflow is that it's a really flexible system. So talk a little bit about how long have you been doing this, this job, uh, design systems at Stack Overflow, and then how long have you been working on this dark mode project? So I've been working on design systems informally for, well, since I got here. So I've been here for three years, and the first thing I did was systematize our icon set. That was April, a couple of Aprils ago. Am I coming up on four years? Anyway, thinking out loud. <laughs> that sabbatical's just around the corner, brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then in uh, January of 20... 
2019, I started working on Stacks, our design system, full time. And what that means is like, that's literally my job. That's all I do. I don't work necessarily on specific features anymore. I work on every feature as the design systems lead. And then dark mode itself was discussed last April uh, for the first time in a GitHub issue basically describing, well, here's why we're not going to do it really ever because it's a lot of work. And then there was a pull request in July of 2019 where I just figured it out on the design system side of things. And then from there, I started working on it in earnest in production on Stack Overflow in October of 2019. And it took until now. <laughs> what were some of the big challenges, right? Like, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the obvious thing that if I'm a user of Stack and I see this switch, I'm like, oh, they changed some variables. It looks cool. Like, I'm sure, like, that's how most of the world yeah. will look at this stuff. I, I've done stuff like this. Like, where are the edge cases? Why does it take so long when it's at this scale? Well, I just want to say to our users, like, you're not wrong. Like, conceptually, <laughs> it's incredibly easy. And what took us so long? But we are a 10-year-old app. And I think to a lot of people, that would definitely be considered a legacy app. Now, obviously, not everything about our product is legacy, and it's a great utility, and everybody uses it every day. But there are parts of the, the app that I'm still discovering exist that were built in, you know, 2014, <laughs> that kind of thing. So the crux of the issue is uh, we have about 140 style sheets that are all interde interdependent and are all built using variables on the compile time. So what that means is when we switch to uh, CSS variables, that all happens at runtime. So it's a, it's, a, it's a big change. What happens is we take a single color value and across 140 different files and contexts, we transform that color value just a little. So if I highlight a link, that blue variable, we say, hey, just darken this on the fly by 5%. And when you replace those with variables that are at runtime, that are incompatible with that 140 file cascade, everything explodes. So you change one color value and the entire site doesn't run anymore. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, uh, so what you first had to do was uh, remove all of those little permutations of that same color, be way more explicit about the value that it eventually ends up compiling to. So the long and short of it is we transformed this one color value about 140 times at least, and changing it broke everything. <laughs> so somebody had come in years ago to save an enormous amount of time. Yes. They were like, we're going we're gonna to make a system, no more screwing around with all these colors. We're going to make a system that automatically does this. This is going to be great. You're going to make one change, and then all these different variables will be updated. But they never predicted like an inversion in the form of dark mode where they'd have to, where sort of everything would need to change fundamentally. And on the fly in the client. So you can do that on the server side, no problem. But we don't want to duplicate our huge CSS bundle and then serve it to people who only want dark mode, for example. So we wanted one small bundle that would switch on the fly depending on your OS preferences, that kind of thing. I just want every product manager and engineer and designer to <laughs> yes. listen to this because this is like, this is so real. This is everything. Yeah. This is this like, is everything. 
You know, they're like, oh, I'll just go get this this thing. I'll I'll npm install it all. Yeah. No, no, no. And then no. and then the other thing is like, yes, as described, like you're assuming they finished. You're assuming that they got every variable in the app, and I just needed to replace those. But no, they, the web is never done. The application is never done. I'll never be done with dark mode, let's just be honest. Like It's now Aaron's um, only job. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, the trouble is, you know, we probably got three-quarters of the way. So there's all these static, like, hex values that also need to be replaced with, you know, defined color values as well. And so just for somebody who's not deep in this stuff, I think what you were saying before about this being an older app and it has all this sort of legacy architecture, this is the monolith we're talking about, right, guys? Am I crazy? This is the monolith? I mean, people, you, you can't, you might hurt people's feelings if you run around calling it a monolith. I don't mind monoliths. It's just, it's just old. Yeah. It's just not, After it's, 10 it's years, just not new, yeah. Yeah. you know? Look, I mean, a nice way to put it is that it represents a dynamic and changing culture that's lasted for a decade or more, right? And just like with human culture, a certain amount of cruft and norms and associations emerge. And then you come in and you're like, what about this? And everybody goes, oh, no. And something that's interesting (laughs) and actually like a testament to the developers here is if you look. So we're about the same age. What was 10 years ago? Twenty. So we're a little bit younger 2008 we're a little bit younger than facebook and twitter is that right because we've been around for 10 years no, but around oh, yeah, a little bit yeah a little yeah, bit 2008 and and so uh they've been rewritten several times right in different languages different platforms we're still on the same i mean like that's a testament to the original developers we're still in the same language we haven't rewritten that core application and it's been around for 10 years so that's really that's something well what i loved was when facebook like rewrote this is a like facebook rewrote php essentially like yeah. they made their own virtual machine like they they didn't want to give up on the language but it just didn't work at all so they just like hacked out the whole bottom layer and so you realize how desperate this gets like that is an act of desperation that's not <laughs> yeah. a joyful thing to do <laughs> Right. So it sounds like, I mean, it sounds like 10 years. It sounds like you got at least another 10 years to go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Let's say, let's say monolith, not in the pejorative sense, but yeah, it's not like a, a castle that's been, you know, erected over a long time and has a foundation and you need to work around that. Right? Yeah. I call it organic. It's hard, it's it's hard very to organic. say monolith, not in the pejorative There's sense. There's a moat around days. it. The moat is called the architecture team. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the drawbridge is usually up. Yeah, yeah I got this it. is a good point, though. And, and I think Aaron makes it like monoliths aren't that bad. Like if you can find the code and, and like the team is pretty good and it all runs on a couple servers, that's great. That can serve tens of millions of people. Like it don't, you don't have to abstract everything out into a billion services to, to prove how smart you are. Well, one of the things that is frustrating on a day-to-day, and I don't know if we need to include this, is that careers, our product or jobs, isn't actually in the monolith. And mm. and that mm. uh, That's a big one. is actually has a lot of problems with the front end as well, because the front end is split. So a lot of the efforts that I have to do on Stack Overflow, I also have to do on jobs and careers in a separate, entirely different repo with different dependencies. Oh, so meaning when you update or change the design system... That'll percolate all through, I'm, I'm assuming, overflow and exchange, but then someone else or you needs to go and yeah. sort of redo everything yeah. in this other world. So in that sense, I'm I'm all about monoliths. Like if there's a single repo and I update the dependency one spot, like that is that's ideal. One me. thing that I See, learned I told you guys. one thing I learned from being here is if anyone on your team ever says, you know what would be a cool language to write something in, you need to immediately mm. hit them with a bat. <laughs> 
just boom, it's over. Well, this was the great, this is the great Google thing, which is, you know, all the geniuses go to Google and, they, and they're like, oh, we're, you know, we should use this language that's so much more efficient. And Google's like, yeah, it'll be C++, <laughs> Java, or Python. Yeah. And and then they're like, no, no, but look at the amazing games and productivity. Yes, that's great. C++, Java, Python in one giant repository. And I mean, you can see why in retrospect. Like, it's it's certainly not perfect, but it's like, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, so I'm the design systems lead, but I'm also a product designer by, by trade. I love design, but I've also been, you know, neck deep in code my entire career to mostly shorten the feedback loops Right, so still a designer, but head of the design system. Sweet. And if people want to find you online and check out your designs or your code or your music, where should they go? AaronShiki.com. I also front a band called TheUsualThings.com. Oh, nice. Yeah, we got a couple of records out. Um, we treat it seriously. The music industry is uh, a lot of fun, <laughs> but it's the music industry. So, yeah, I'm glad to have a day job, and I'm glad to work at Stack Overflow. <laughs> <laughs> well, bless you for the darkness. It will always be with you now. And uh, Bless yeah, you for the darkness. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Legit one of my favorite bands of all time, The Darkness. Oh, sure. no, The Darkness. They're so good. Wow. Please yeah, listen the to their newest the records. They're so good. All right, talk to you soon in Slack. All right, later, y'all. All right, y'all, let's get ready to wrap things up. I got one lifeboat for us from Ryan Kokuzo. Check if a subview is in a view using Swift. Thanks, Ryan. Awarded yesterday. Awesome. Great job, Ryan. Good job, Ryan. All right, friends, that was fun. So, yeah, if you're listening to this, go check out Stack Overflow's new Instagram the Stack Overflow. Head on over to Stack Overflow login. You can try out dark mode. If you feel like your company needs help collaborating remotely, you can always try out stackoverflow.com slash teams. I'm Ben Popper, the director of content here at Stack Overflow at Ben Popper on Twitter. And I'm Sarah Chips, director of community here at Stack Overflow. And I'm Sarah J. Chips on Twitter. I'm Paul Ford, co-founder of Postlight, a digital product studio in New York City and now remote throughout the world. You can check me out at F-Train on Twitter. Awesome. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Talk to All you right. soon. Adios. Bye. Bye.